At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I feel like we all need to do, like, take a deep breath because we're about to launch into three hours and the sports news cycle this week has been unrelenting and it's not even about the games of course super wild card weekend coming up we'll have those games for you i've come up with of the six games i've come up with the biggest storyline each game has to offer i'm going to see if we can use it to apply to the handicapping we actually on our screen right now have the eagles bucks i think the biggest and most important storyline of the weekend into Monday with the Eagles and Bucks comes from that game in particular. So I'm going to lay those out for you, Amal and the crew, and we'll get into them. But as I mentioned off the top, this news cycle on Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles, of course, we'll get to Maul in a second. This news cycle has been unrelenting and, and a lot of it with the end of an era, Pete Carroll, of course, and then you get Nick Saban and then Bill Belichick. We have New England Patriot news coming up, but it's just it's constant. And it's even knocked out the big guy, our producer, Dustin Sweetelson, just absolutely leveled by the influx of news, partly because he's the hardest working dude I know. He got sick. So go to Dustin Sweetelson on Twitter and send your best to him because he loves attention more than anything on the planet. Also, John Goulet, I know he's been under the weather. Y'all feel better. This is it's sixth season, right? So everybody take care of yourselves because we've got a lot of football to handicap coming up this this weekend. Amal Shaw, as we say hi to you, hope you're doing well. I'm sure you saw it, and I don't know if we can officially report it, but ESPN breaking. Washington coach Kalen DeBoer is negotiating Amal a contract to replace Nick Saban at Alabama, so the sourcing is being sussed out, but it looks like DeBoer is going to follow Saban in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, he's going to need a Brinks delivery truck. I'm sure he's going to break the bank on this one, Pat. 
district. This is an interesting move uh, in terms of Kalen DeBoer. He's a guy from South Dakota, winds up at Fresno State, then Washington, and now in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Had great success, obviously, last year, but just your overall initial reaction to DeBoer. We know what a great coach he is, but in terms of more of a fit from a geographic standpoint and how you think he might fare down in the SEC. Okay, let's let's have a broader conversation about the job itself. And we're going to have head coaching news with the New England Patriots coming up. They've got a new coach. We'll get into that. But this is huge because Nick Saban, he's he's just like the patriarch of college football. I mean, there's only two names if you're going to have a conversation as the goats. And that's Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. And then you start having the conversation about that next tier of them all. And I I believe that that next tier starts with Urban Meyer. But you can talk Tom Osborne. You can have others. Uh, I will say this about the Kalen DeBoer hire, if it's true. Uh, this is a home run. Uh, it's the only name outside of Kirby Smart that I think would have been suitable because this dude is just built different. I'm glad you brought up South Dakota because I don't think he's really phased by much. He was raised differently. He was kind of raised on his own. He went 25 and three in two years against at Washington against superior talent. Texas had better talent. Michigan had better talent. Oregon had better talent. And he just won. He also did it with maybe the most exciting offense in all of college football. And I think when you talk about Alabama, you know, you and I have discussed when it comes to the SEC or just jobs in general, what does Alabama mean? I don't think it's a great job. Like, I'm just going to say straight up. It depends on what you prioritize. Like, I Do you prioritize quality of life? Because Seattle's awesome. I'm all. Seattle is freaking great. You're right there on a lake. You make a ton of cash. You can be the king. The Tuscaloosa, well, there's fine people down there. If you've been there, it's Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I mean, it just is. Now, what Saban has created, and I know I'm long, long-winded, but what Saban has created in Tuscaloosa is you're going to have the best resources in all of college football. It still has that shine associated with it. So recruits are going to want to play there. But as far as jobs, LA, USC, Georgia, Florida, Gainesville, Texas, I can think of, I can keep going Molly. Maybe you can add some that better jobs than uh, Alabama. I would agree with you. I think when we had the conversation in terms of jobs in the SEC, I think we had Bama somewhere around fourth or fifth. You add in Texas into the mix, as you alluded to, and I'm with you, Texas, a top four, top five job. Of course, Georgia, LSU as well. You know, when you have flagship schools in a state and they're the only ones, LSU, that's the way it is there. You've got Georgia, obviously Georgia Tech, but they've been down for so long. They're not really a competitor in terms of the type of player they're trying to recruit. But to me, this is not as great of a job as it seems on the surface. It was the job that Nick Saban had done that really allowed them to get to where they are. You look at their tenure before with Mike Shula. They weren't great. You had Dennis Francione come in there. They were a mediocre, middle-of-the-road team. It was the Gators that were running the SEC in the 90s, and you've seen so many different teams in the SEC emerge. I think you're right. It's an absolute home run hire for the Alabama Crimson Tide. But what I want to see long-term is, and, and I hate to admit this because this SEC people are right on this, where I think the SEC is different than every other league is the physicality of the league week-to-week when you look at playing Auburn, when you play Arkansas, when you play an Ole Miss, Mississippi State, some of these other teams. These guys all seem to produce guys on the line compared to maybe Maybe the Big Ten, the Pac-12, or what used to be the Pac-12, and the Big 12 itself. So, Kalen DeBoer, I think his offense will do well. We've seen Saban have success with a wide-open offense. The question is, how does he fit in culturally for me? 
Yeah, I think it's a great question. And look, what we do know is it's paranoia leverage season across college football for coaches. And what do I mean by that, Amal? Like, Mike Norvell just signed a new eight-year deal with Florida State. It's called leverage, people, for kids coming up in any industry, any vocation. Get yourself some leverage and ride the wave because it doesn't last forever. Mike Norvell... You're having a discussion about Mike Norvell between he and Kalen DeBoer? Are we living on the same planet? Okay, so if Alabama was interested in Norvell over DeBoer, they got another thing coming. They got lucky by default. Okay, so Norvell staying put. And maybe even funnier than Norvell getting an eight-year extension, how about Steve Sarkeesian taking to Texas Twitter and his own personal Twitter and talk about the job's not done here? Hello, Steve. Nobody wanted you in Alabama. You can stay put in Athens. That's perfect for you. Stay away from our program. The boar is a home run. I would agree with you completely. You know, you mentioned Mike Norvell. Look, he's done a great job in this 2023 season. But if you look at what he's done overall, I don't think anyone is running out to go get him. Now, his fourth year at Memphis, he goes 12-1. and Last year, 10-3 and at Florida State. And I mentioned this year, 13-1 and overall. But to me, I don't think he was the guy you wanted if you are uh, Alabama. And at the same time, Florida State extending him. I'm like, go right ahead. You're not going anywhere with this guy. You're dominating because you're in the ACC. You mentioned Steve Sarkeesian. The fact that his name was thrown into the mix or allegedly thrown in, I'm like, who's throwing it in there? His agent? His agent. It's exactly. I mean. That's leverage. That is leverage. But you know what? I want one of these universities to stand up and say, listen, dude. You are 7-7, seven and seven, Sark. That's who you are. You made one postseason run. You got everybody back next year in terms of quarterback, some of the talent. Now, they do lose some receivers, and they're going to lose Brooks. But still, let's see how good you are. Do this back-to-back. That's the greatness of Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart, and, of course, previously Nick Saban. Yeah, the consistency, you're 100% right. I will say this, Seattle's going through it. Oh, Seattle, Washington's having a hell of a week. Like, there are grown men crying over Pete Carroll being – relegated to the front office. I love the idea that people think Pete's just going to be sitting at a desk and pushing papers. Hey, do you guys see my stapler? Pete Carroll pretending that he's going to the front office is the funniest thing ever. And now the rumors are starting to speculate. Now, it's not going to happen, but Washington needs a coach, and everybody's like, Pete Carroll, he's still vibrant. He's still young. He's still got a lot of energy for 72. How about the Huskies? I tell you what, it's, as you mentioned, I was thinking the same thing. This is a guy that turned on, I mean, turned around SC. His first year, he goes six and six. The next year, they wind up twelve and two, and then we saw the run he had. Seven straight years of no more than two losses at USC, including back-to-back national titles. Almost had a third. It sounds a little bit crazy because he is, I think, seventy-two years old. Don't go there, Amal. No, I'm just are saying. You, are you putting credence into this thing? I, I'm not putting credence into. But here's the question I have: If you're Washington, you are in such a situation right now. Who are you going to bring in? Because we're late in, the, late in the cycle. You're switching to the Big Ten, and you're coming off a national championship runner-up season. This is an – you know, it's funny. I criticize universities for overpaying for coaches, but then when you see the wrong hire go somewhere, you see how it could absolutely destroy a program. This is going to be an important hire for Washington. They thought they had the right guy. Unfortunately, he moved on pretty quickly. All eyes turn – 
Jim Zorn, can we just start bringing Washington athletes into the mix? Like all eyes turn to Seattle. I look, I I don't understand it, and this is all a very personalized thing. Like the older I get, quality of life, like wherever I put my feet in the morning, I'll just make life work around that. But that becomes very important. If I'm Kalen DeBoer, I don't know if he has a family or not. My assumption is he does. He's young. He can be there for thirty years. He's good to go. However, you know, waking up in Seattle where there's not a ton of pressure. Yeah. Now you're SEC country. What I like about it is it just shows he's built different. Like his constitution, his yeah. t- his temperament is just like, I'm not concerned about following Nick Saban. I'm just going to go down there. I'm going to slang it and we're going to win some football games and championships at Alabama. I yeah, know you're absolutely right about that. I remember when Aaron Rodgers followed Brett Favre. I think people didn't think he'd be able to do what Favre did and you, and you make the argument fairly easily that he exceeded uh, Brett Favre, but it won't be easy following a coach who won six national titles. You brought up a great point, which is the pressure level is different. When you're in Seattle, people are like, okay, great. The dogs are having a great season. Let's see how the Seattle Seahawks are doing. And they're not going to run you out of town for going eight and four. In Tuscaloosa, you go eight and four your first year? My God, they're going to be looking for the buyout clause in that contract. There's rumors that Ichiro's in the mix for the Huskies job. Jay Buhner could be in the mix for the Huskies. We're trying to what figure it out. What about Griffey Jr.? He played some football. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. with the backwards cap. Caesar, hit me up if it becomes official. But we can tell you here, Sharp Money, Washington coach Kalen DeBoer negotiating a contract to replace Nick Saban at Alabama. It's been a hell of a week. The head coaching news has been freaking off the charts. And speaking of which, the Patriots have a new head coach. When we come back, we'll report it and then get into the lines for Super Wildcard Weekend. Just getting started on Friday, Sharp Money. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, the feedback from VSIN pros lately has been tremendous. That means my colleagues here at VSIN are doing a great job on the website. I know football season 
is very popular, but we've got everything. We've got the betting guides for the playoffs. We're going to provide the picks, leaderboards, weather, everything you need, including the splits, which people go nuts over. Check out the splits. Uh, you can check out the most bet games, percentages, where they're betting them, vcin.com slash subscribe. And here's what we're going to do. 10% off right now annual subscription for a year when you use the promo code SHARP. Okay, it's that simple. Think of Sharp Money. When you go there, get 10% off. Sharp, vcin.com slash subscribe. So one of the things as we welcome you back, hope you're having a nice week. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles, Super Wildcard Weekend. This is the freaking best. Like, I love the six games, and then you get the six games with the bye teams coming back next week. It's just the best. Amal Shaw, Caesar sitting in for the big guy. Shout to Dustin Sweetelson, who's not feeling well. I, I, I kind of dug through, and I was looking for an alternative way to handicap the six wildcard weekend games, and I came up with the biggest storylines. Like One's easy, like the quarterback comparison when you're talking about a guy in a couple of weeks or next week and Joe Flacco, who's going to be 39 years old. And of course, CJ Stroud, who's 22 years old. So there is quite a chasm. So, but I'm dug into some of the reasons why I think Flacco and Stroud could have a direct impact. I'm not going to give the ones in the middle away, but I will give this one away. I think the biggest storyline coming out of the Eagles Bucks game is frankly, I think Nick Sirianni Amal is coaching for his job. I don't. I, no, no need to comment because okay. I'm going to get your comment in just a little bit. But I just it's a different organization. The Eagles, there's been a lots of turmoil there. He did lose his two lead assistants coming into the year and things have splintered. This isn't a good Bucks team. If you watch the Bucks play the Panthers trying to clinch, I think they beat them nine nothing coming in. OK, this is not a good Bucks team. If this Eagle team that went to the Super Bowl last year doesn't go down there and whoop them, I, I think there's an opportunity for Sirianni to lose his job. That's just a bit of a tease. Now, I mentioned Dustin's out. He's going to have his hands full producing the show on Monday because Amal Shaw, based on an invitation you just received at Amal Shaw one on Twitter, I don't think I'm going to make Monday's program. Can you <laughs> help me out here? Yeah, Jared, Jared Eisenor uh, at Jared uh, 22 on Twitter was nice enough to extend you an invitation. He goes, let Patrick know I have a 45 yard line seat in my season tickets next to me on Sunday. If he wants to come back, love listening to you guys. He goes club level VIP experience. I said to him, thank you very much. I will let Patrick know if he can get a flight out. Well, Delta services LA to uh, Metro direct. I said he could probably make it in and catch a flight back early Monday morning. Okay, so a couple things, Jared, thank you, and I accept. The Ford Field Sunday night is going to be the freaking Thunderdome. You, I don't think people realize what the Lions mean to the state of Michigan and the city of Detroit. With that, I don't think people realize when you grow up, and I had therapy this morning, and I was telling my therapist, you know, she's this California lady. I said, you don't know, this is not normal. Walking around with everybody looking perfect and drinking smoothies and talking about consciousness, that's not freaking normal. Caesar knows it, he grew up East LA. I said, what's normal is when I went home to hang out with my friends for Christmas, and all we did was hang out at Buffalo Wild Wings and drink beer. So what do you think they're gonna do on Sunday? Sunday leading up to Rams Lions with a literally a legend and Matthew Stafford coming back to take on the Lions sitting three, by the way, 51 and a half. So I'll say yes. You said his name is Jared. Jared, yeah. thank you for the invitation. 
I just have one stipulation. Don't tell any of my family I'm coming. Because I just dealt with them for five days over Christmas, and I got to tell you, I'm wiped out for the next three years. Family, friends in Michigan, you can't let them know, Jared. But thank you, and we appreciate your support. Appreciate you listening. Kalen DeBoer looks like he's going to be your next head coach at Alabama. Uh, A couple other notes before we dive into the games. I'm sure you saw, Amal, that it looks like Gerard Mayo is going to be the 15th head coach and Patriots history. So he is Gerard Mayo, who, again, this was a guy that was known as kind of Bill Jr. during his playing career from 08 to 15, captain, linebacker. He's just one of those dudes that is always thought of as prospectively uh, a head coach and had been tabbed by the owner for a while now to replace uh, Bill Belichick. Now, the expedition of this process happened because Bill Belichick went 4-13, and and last year was a disaster as well. What's interesting about Mayo is kind of his path. When he retired from football, he went straight into finance, and then Bill Belichick said, please come in 19 and coach my linebackers, and he's been there. He is going to be the youngest head coach just by a couple of months, 37 going on 38 in February, right below uh, Sean McVay. But it's fascinating to me. And I don't know what your take on this is. Like there's plenty of work for Gerard Mayo to do as he takes over for a legend. That's not even the story. They got to get a quarterback. They're drafting three overall. They were 31st, the Patriots and quarterback QBR this year. But what's fascinating to me, Amal, was the Vrabel conversation. Yeah. I think there's a little more smoke when it comes to Vrabel's personality than people realize. Because what the Crafts knew, and Vrabel's a Patriot guy, but what the Crafts knew is we have a guy that people really respect that's won a ton of games as for over six years in Tennessee. And I don't even know if they interviewed him. They just turned around expeditiously and handed Gerard Mayo the job. Well, you're absolutely right about that. And I think you're the first person I've heard bring up that, hey, is Vrabel really as good as the perception of him is? And sometimes coaches get perceived to be bad and they're not as bad. And sometimes they get the perception of being better than they may be. And I think that's the case with Mike Vrabel. Now, I will say this. Mayo is well-respected, hardworking guy. If you look at what people talk about him, he's a guy who's going to be in studying film, doing all the things that are necessary. But my concern for him is he's inheriting a team that's very good defensively, but offensively right now, they're just completely in disarray when you look at them. That's where I look at this team and I go, they were 30th in total offense this year in the National Football League. I mean, this is a team that averaged 276 yards per game. They are not great offensively. You're in a division with Tua and McDaniels. You're in a division with Josh Allen and company offensively with Stephon Diggs there. And then you have another inept team in the Jets who were the only team that were one of two teams besides Carolina that was worse than the Patriots offensively. So a lot of things to build on going forward in terms of getting better. Uh, but I, I think he's going to be a good hire for them. I'm just concerned right now is the program in too much disarray that could we, we could see a comparable 2024 season to what we saw in 23. And I just want to be very clear. I know nothing. I'm not trying to degrade or take shots at Mike Vrabel. But let's also be realistic. This is a Tennessee Titan organization that after six seasons, they said bye. Like there's reasons. Now, Amy Adams Strunk, who's the owner of the Titans, there's a rumor. You remember a couple of weeks ago when Vrabel went up to New England and they had some sort of ceremony and Vrabel spoke at the ceremony and essentially as the head coach 
the person that represents the Titans organization, he went to New England and just went on and on about the culture and why New England's the best and the Patriots are amazing. Frankly, if I'm the owner of the Titans, I fire him before he gets back to Tennessee. First off, you're Mike Vrabel. You haven't won anything. No offense. And secondly, if you're going to go up there and slobber all over the Patriots, we're trying to build something down in Tennessee as well. Hello, we used to be the freaking Houston Oilers. We're trying to ingratiate ourselves and you're up here talking about the Patriot way. Get the hell out of here. And then the bridge from the crafts to Rabel. Everybody would have been on board in Patriot land, if you want to call it that, if Mike Vrabel was the next and 15th coach in New England Patriot lore. Instead, they go Gerard Mayo without giving another look. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm all. I, you're not wrong in any way you said, but I want to ask you a quick follow-up to that. You think by taking Vrabel or potentially, obviously now hiring Gerard Mayo, are they sometimes too close to the original tree itself instead of maybe kind of diverting into a different direction? Yeah, I, I think there might be something to that. I think we can also I think oftentimes people get lost in the sauce when it comes to a certain way or culture. And that's why I like what Alabama did with DeBoer. I like what Alabama did with Nick Saban. Nick Saban doesn't know. He didn't know Alabama from LSU by yeah. the time he got down to Tuscaloosa. And now he's got a statue out in front. Like sometimes we marry ourselves with this uh, provincial or kinship. And I think it sometimes gets in the way. So I think you're right. It, look, I think he's going to do well for the most part. He's got an opportunity here for me. Where are you on Mac Jones? I think he's a guy that can be decent, but he needs that defense that they had this year, but he needs better players around him. That's obvious. But I think he's a quarterback you can compete with. I don't know if you can get over the top yeah. with a guy like him. Yeah, I'm fine with Matt. I think Mac Jones could be yeah. under a McVay or a Shanahan, could be a starter in the NFL. But they're going to have an opportunity. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. They're sitting three. Some maneuverability options for the Patriots sitting three. They could trade back as well. It's a deep draft as far as quarterbacks. Penix Jr. will be sitting there. So Gerard Mayo is the new coach with the Patriots. When we return, I'm going to lay my storylines for all six wildcard weekend matchups to Amal Shaw and he can fight me on them. We're coming back with the games next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Samich just sent over his notes. It is a Friday. You made it. It's a Friday. Mike Samich on a Friday here. Sharp Money. I'm all Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher. Samich, we're going to run the wild card board. Leans or official plays on all six games. But before that, we're just going to dive into it because I have so many ideas as to ways to attack the six with alternative handicapping options quickly uh, Caesar let us know during the break that Kalen DeBoer in Washington calling a 130 so an hour from now Pacific time they're calling a team meeting so Kalen DeBoer officially going to be announced as the next Alabama head coach now where there's smoke there's fire Amal Shaw and I believe it was it might have been last night I started to see on social media pop up that DeBoer he obviously he does a local coaches call-in show up in Washington and they canceled the show 
So as soon as they canceled the show, you, you knew something was up, that he was having discussions with Alabama, and it was more just a formality at that point. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And unfortunately, I feel bad for the players at Washington that won't be turning pro, possibly. Uh, Alabama's opened up their transfer portal window, so guys that wanted to tr- uh, transfer out because there's a coaching change there, so it's a 30-day window. This would be interesting to see what happens and which guys potentially could follow him. I don't know if they're able to or not from a transfer standpoint this season uh, go to Tuscaloosa with him. That's just something to pay attention to. But Patrick, you mentioned at the top of the show, the next hire for Washington is going to be key here because they're transitioning into the Big Ten. They had a phenomenal season. Can they sustain it? Yeah. And we also discussed a little bit during the break, you know, Caesar mentioned all those big names, Penix and uh, obviously Odunze and Polk and McMillan, all those kids are all gone. Yeah. So this is going to be a very different looking Washington team, a team in transition, no doubt, and an organization or a university in transition as the athletics move to the Big Ten. So if we do find more information on that or it becomes officially official here while we're broadcasting, we'll make sure we get the information to you. A couple of other house cleaning notes before we get into the games. One, did you see this? Mark Andrews returned to practice. He's off the IR. The Ravens designated Mark Andrews to return off the IR. It's kind of big news, no? I mean, that, that was huge. now. Some would say that Lamar not having the security blanket may have gotten better because he was forced outside his comfort zone. I, I don't buy into that. I think Andrews is a huge piece. He is their best offensive threat in the receiving game or in the passing game, excuse me. I know they have OBJ and Zay Flowers. They're, they have some good pieces there. But Mark Andrews is the guy that Lamar Jackson knows on third down and six when everybody's covered. He knows where Mark Andrews is going to be and he's going to be able to find him. So I think this is huge. It only adds to what Baltimore's already been able to do and put themselves in a position. And Patrick, this is the importance of getting that one seat. If he had to play Sunday, I don't know if he'd be able to go. But the fact that he's got an additional week after this, I expect him not to be completely back to normal, but at least in a position to be effective and have an impact on the game for the Ravens. Totally agree. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw the storylines at you and see if we can use it for capping purposes. And you tell me, because some of them are a little irreverent. You tell me that's a whack storyline. I can't do anything handicapping wise with that. Or there's something to it. Let's zoom out before we go individual games and just give you an idea where the board sits right now. So Cleveland, Houston, yesterday, Amal, we were sitting two. Uh, Most shops, including DraftKings, Cleveland Lane, two. That's the most bet game and most bet team, by the way, on the board, the Browns. Uh, a couple of shops showing two and a half. Okay, so minor movement, but mostly still sitting two forty-four and a half on the total. Historically cold conditions in Kansas City. Did you see the weather report? I did. Le- legitimate. It's more ominous with every second that passes. This is going to be the coldest game the Chiefs and the Dolphins, respectively, have played in the history of the franchises. And we know that it's going to feel like thirty below zero. We know that the winds are going to be gusting up to thirty miles an hour at Arrowhead. But I'm all I don't know if you have something in front of it, but it just with each moment, honestly, that forecast and the forecast at Orchard Park up in Buffalo continue to get worse. Well, you're right about the one in Orchard Park with the heavy snowfall expected there. That seems like it's going to be a day in the park compared to what we're going to see in Kansas City. Uh, I, I have to tell you, I like the Chiefs but I don't like them as much with these weather conditions because I don't know how everybody's going to respond. I mean, Patrick, you grew up in cold weather, as did I. This type of weather, when you get it, it's this cold, 
it's just people they're not able to think and process as easily it, it is ridiculous i want to know how many people are actually going to show up at this game how brave do you have to be to sit outside at 7 15 central time in kansas city missouri on a saturday night with a wind chill approaching 30 degrees below zero well all kidding aside they're having problems uh getting tickets sold like i don't know if the selling of the tickets but i know a lot of people are trying to unload their tickets trust me i sat during a world series game when it was like in the low 40s and and it was horrendous the experience now what if it feels like it's minus 30 (laughs) that ain't fun and again when you're talking cold and impact like i grew up outside of detroit the one time i went to chicago in the winter i went for a beer run and i came back and my friend said are you crying and i was like i have no clue apparently i did and the tears were were absolutely frozen to my face. So it's like you don't even know. You're just like you just start emitting leakage in this type of weather. And here comes the Dolphins. So we'll we'll get into that matchup right now. It's four and a half sitting on the same number it was yesterday. Forty four on the total. Pittsburgh Buffalo. This is the, there's a sh- couple of shockers to me, and this one continues to be shocking. Doubles ten a key number. We got past the ten into the ten and a halfs with the hook. Now we're all. All the way back to nine. I'm shocked. Okay, I just am. No TJ Watt. The Bills laying nine. Amal mentioned the weather. 34 on the total. Hold on to it. We'll get to it. Green Bay, Dallas, another one that shocks me. I expected this one to get to eight. We did see seven and a half. Yesterday, we pulled back DraftKings. Dallas laying seven. I'll get into my storyline for that matchup. Goulet, you're going to want to pay attention. The Rams at Detroit. We did see three and a half, but now we're back to three Amal. And then Philly, Tampa Bay. Also sitting Philly lane three at Tampa Bay. So... I'm going to throw the first storyline at you. First off, we know the most heavily bet team so far are the Cleveland Browns. I know you're on Houston, so let's jump into this. My storyline here are the quarterbacks, and it's not a big surprise. We've got one in Joe Flacco, who's 38. He turns 39 next week. He, with a win, will become the winningest quarterback on the road in playoff history. This would be his eighth road win. He would then pass Tom Brady. That's freaking wild. He's 10 and 5 in the postseason, that being Flacco. This is the Browns' second playoff appearance in 20 years, so there's a lot riding. There's a lot of pressure here. Of course, Houston and C.J. Stroud, 22 years old. He was 11 when Flacco won his Super Bowl back in the day with the Ravens. C.J. Stroud was 11 years old. Uh, What I find fascinating is this. There are two teams that we saw play one another on Christmas Eve where the Browns were up 36-7 early in the fourth. They pulled the starters. Then Houston, without Stroud, remember, Amal, remember, Stroud didn't play. Will Anderson didn't play. You have to keep it in context on, on Christmas Eve, what happened. And then the Browns pulled the starters, and all of a sudden they had to put the starters back in, and Flacco went nuts in that game. 368, three touchdowns. Amari Cooper set franchise records, 265, two scores. And that's a big key here because Cooper's back. He's been practicing practicing and so again it was a win and it was obviously an over on Christmas Eve but the quarterbacks coming in are going to be fascinating because Flacco has 13 touchdown passes in five games he's played but he also has a bunch of picks Um, let me just get the number eight interceptions and five starts so he's throwing 1.3 1 point he's throwing almost a pick and a half each start 
they're throwing the ball a ton of all, but he is he's reckless at times. And I think that could be a big factor because Stroud, he has five picks in 15 starts this year. That's remarkable for a rookie. Oh, not only that, take it one step further. Remember, he threw three picks against Arizona in one game this year. So you think about in the he played, I think, 15 games this season in 13 of the 15 games. Uh, or excuse me, 12 out of the 13 games. He only threw two picks in 12 games. So really impressive job by him. The other thing that concerns me from a Browns perspective in that game against the Houston Texans, where they were dominating the scoreboard. You talked about it, that 36 to seven lead. They only ran for 54 yards in the game total. I don't understand how you run for only 54 yards in a game where you've dominated the scoreboard. You're going to have ample opportunity to run the football throughout the course of the game. Uh, Amari Cooper had that record day for him. You mentioned the 265. I just don't think they're going to have as effective of a day. I think the Texans are a completely different team, not just from an offensive standpoint, but from a defensive standpoint with C.J. Stroud in the lineup. And you say, how does Stroud affect the defense? Well, simple. It's a couple of things. Number one, the offense has much more sustainability of drives on the offensive side of the ball. And then the other thing, and this is the best part about this team. It's the quiet confidence he brings to this locker room. It has elevated everybody around him. The head coach has done a tremendous job. I think they're a perfect marriage right now that we see between um, the head coach, the quarterback, and the offensive quarter, uh, excuse me, offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick. This team has played with a calm. They don't look like a young, inexperienced team. They're playing at home. They're going to have the crowd backing them. I think this is a great opportunity. We've talked about the crowds potentially in Detroit and some of the other places throughout. But in Houston, you've got to have a fired-up fan base this Saturday. Difference in quarterbacks. It's fascinating that the vet keeps turning the ball over. And C.J. Stroud, five picks in 15 games. He's been remarkable. We'll come back with Miami, Kansas City in the weather next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is 
Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet five bucks, get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Where? DraftKings. Download the app, use the promo code Vegas. Bet the NFL playoffs this year. We're going to give you 200 bucks. And then remember, everybody, every day, a no sweat, same game parlay at DraftKings. The crown is yours. All right, we've got a ton to do. We don't have enough time. Three hours is not enough time today. Sharp Money, Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Caesar sitting in for the big guy. We've got guests coming up in the next hour. I was just told Caesar said during the break that Kalen DeBoer, while he's going to be the Alabama coach following Nick Saban, the other two names, Mike Norvell, of course, Florida State, just got an eight-year extension. And then Tommy Reese, who was calling plays for Alabama, and I think he's 12. He was also in the running. Uh, Another anecdote, they can't get rid of the tickets in Kansas City. And if you think it makes for a bad fan base, if they're not showing up, let's be very fair. Like Caesar said them all like this is a dangerous condition. Like the weather people are like, you better cover every inch of your skin because sitting in minus 30 degree temperatures, that's not fun. That's not a party. Well, you know, forget the game and sitting there. How about just getting to the game? I mean, are people's cars even going to start? You go outside of Kansas City by the time you leave the stadium at 1030 at night. Is your car going to start? I mean, I don't know if I want to run the risk of being outside and trying to get my car jumped at 1030 at night to get home. Yeah, I, it, high definition makes minus 30 very irrelevant in well, my world. Then again, I'm old. By the way, it's cheaper to buy Peacock this weekend for this game. Yeah, absolutely. So just a couple of things before we got, I got storylines for every game. So Cleveland, Houston, obviously the quarterback. So I was first off, everybody being on Cleveland scares me. Okay. Again, majority, you get scared. We had majority in the national championship game, the final four, and it goes the other way. You got to be worried about the consensus. And then secondly, the more I dug into it, all, you know, Houston set a franchise record with 46 sacks this year. And when they played on Christmas Eve, their two edges, including Will Anderson, really didn't play. So I think the, and I laid out the interceptions, the turnovers, the turnover margin for the Texans this year is remarkable. They're plus 10, minus nine for the Browns. Like these games come down to slim margins. So if you can get a pass rush on Flacco and he's throwing a couple of YOLO balls and the Texans are very well coached team that haven't turned the football over, they're a plus 10 in turnover margin this year like that could be the difference i'm this has become a browns play to a pass for me completely i get where you're coming from and the other thing is when you look at it from a houston standpoint a name you want to pay attention to jonathan grenard 12 and a half sacks on the season for the texans he's been upgraded to questionable he's got an ankle issue if he can go that makes a huge difference for the defensive front for this texans team in terms of what they're able to do rankins has had a good year for them defensively this is going to be a fun watch i think this is going to come down to whichever team can minus excuse me minimize mistakes in this one you could say that about every game but more so in this game patrick i look i like the Texans, but this feels like 24-20, you know, 21-23, something like that in that range for either side, whichever side you like in this game. Okay, the next game, we're going in succession, and we'll run the board when Samich comes on. 143, Miami at Kansas City. So let's discuss this. Uh, DraftKings just went to Kansas City, lane five. The total open 47 and a half has come down, no surprise, down to 44, right? Um, I'm sorry, but the storyline is very simple here. Weather. Uh, Coldest for both franchises in history. Kansas City, it gets cold there. It doesn't get, feels like minus 30 with 30 mile an hour gust cold, and that's what they're going to be dealing with now you know the stats at this point Miami's lost 10 straight where the kickoff temp was 40 or below this is going to be zero 
not 40 or below, literally zero. And then conversely, the Chiefs, the past 10, this is interesting, Amal, the past 10 home games where the temps were under 40, they're 9-1 and one and 4-0 and oh in the postseason. So, again, there's something to this. The Dolphins, also, I think part of the reason you look right now and you see DraftKings just went to Kansas City lane five. Remember, a couple of days ago we sat here, this was three and a half. So they're getting steamed kind of an oxymoron with how cold it is, but it's steaming up the number here with the chiefs. The only way, and I mean this, the only way to look at this game is to go under. You're not getting the best of the number. Now, obviously open 47 and a half now down to 44. I still feel like 44 is too much here. Patrick, I completely agree with you. Uh, To me, I wouldn't even play the chiefs at this point in time, simply because of the weather. It's going to appear to be a running game. You know, we talk about wins. Once you get over 15 miles an hour, it becomes extremely difficult to throw the ball. That's an area of concern for both sides in this game. You know, you've got obviously Patrick Mahomes in this team. The Dolphins want to throw the ball with Tua, Waddle, and Tyreek Hill. I think you play the 44. If you feel like the game is going or progressing a little bit at a quicker rate in terms of scoring than you may have initially thought, you could come back in game and maybe take a look at an over or try to get off the play to mitigate a loss. But for me, I'm with you. I am not as concerned in this game as on 47 down to 44. I I think this is going to be a lower scoring game, and I think that hurts Kansas City if this is a tighter game and it's neither offense able to get much going. You know, just for you look at when it's temperatures like this, you you just immediately look to the run game. Miami was six overall, averaged about 136 yards per game on the ground. They were actually a very good seventh overall, according to the numbers at stopping the run. Kansas City, middle of the pack, rushing the football and middle of the pack, stopping the run. So just to give you an idea where those two teams stand. Just one quick stat. Mahomes 10 and 2, or excuse me, 9 and 2 in his career at home at Arrowhead in the playoffs. It's brutal. This is where I'm not a... I know people get so bitter when I say this and and call me names you shouldn't be called. But uh, what I, I'm not an element guy. Like I want everything to be. I want it be 72, and I want the best athletes on the planet an opportunity just to get loose. I'm sorry. When it starts to get minus 30, uh, the elements get in the way of good football. It's not my thing. I'm in complete agreement with you. I think I said to Dustin the other day, we were going through, I believe there are 12 teams in the NFL with the dome. I said everybody should have a dome. Unless you're down, in, even in South Florida, they have obviously like enclosed on the stands. But to me, you're right. This takes away from what could have been a great totally. football game to watch. I'm sorry. It really does. It, like, you can say I'm not a hardo, or you could say I'm soft. Call me soft. I want to watch good football. I know that's crazy. Next up early Sunday, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. So I could have cheated and used weather as the storyline here because, of course, it's going to be snow on the lake effect there, Orchard Park, Buffalo, New York. Uh, the number right now, Buffalo. So this was nine and a half yesterday at DraftKings. Buffalo's now minus nine, 34 on the total. My storyline here, Amal, and you guys, you go ahead and laugh. You get to your lap, Caesar, you laugh. Amal, you, Dakota in the back, you guys laugh. The storyline is the best player on either team isn't playing. Yes. Yes. Josh Allen included. TJ Watt not playing. That's the difference here. He's the league leader in sacks for the third straight year. A game changer. In pivotal times, he's the dude that comes up with pivotal plays for not just the Steelers' defense, but just the team. He's a total X factor. The last year, 
the numbers defensive efficiency wise drop considerably without TJ Watt in the lineup as they should. He is outside of miles. Garrett have that conversation about who the best defender on the planet is right now. And Garrett doesn't have the sacks that TJ Watt does. I'm sorry. This is just to me. This is the difference. Also the home and away splits like newsflash. That's going to be my storyline for Dallas coming up in a bit, but orchard park's been kind to Buffalo. They've won six of seven, but remember they just put a beat down Goulet on your Cowboys 31 to 10 because they're just a different team at orchard park. The points go up, the yards go up. Allen's interception ratio goes down at home. His TD rate goes up at home. They're just comfortable there. And I, I don't expect the Steelers. They've been running the football well. I don't expect the Steelers to be shook by the cold. But TJ Watt, you can't overcome that loss. Well, I agree with you. It's a huge loss here. A couple things for me. You mentioned at Buffalo this year, seven and two at home overall. But the Steelers not bad on the road this year. Five and three, a surprisingly impressive record for a team that hasn't had consistent quarterback play or good quarterback play. You mentioned the running game. The Steelers with over 350 yards rushing in their last two games. I get that the Ravens were depleted defensively in that game against the Steelers at home in the final game of the regular season. But again, it made the the elements made it tough to be able to throw the ball. So it made it a little bit easier to realize teams are going to run the ball. They still did a nice job. They were effective on the ground against Seattle. This is one thing to pay attention to. Snowfall is expected to be plentiful in this one. And the reason I bring that up, Patrick, is I think if we see as much expected snow as projected, it could impact both teams passing games. And both teams have run the ball well. Cook has done a really nice job. Josh Allen becomes a player in those situations. So just something to pay attention to if you're betting it. And that's why even though we without T.J. Watt in this lineup. I think that's the reason you're seeing the point spread come down in favor of Pittsburgh, only because the weather conditions make it much more difficult to potentially be able to kick field goals. So if you're in a scenario where you're going for touchdowns, you may not be able to get those three touchdowns to be able to cover 10 points. And that's where I think you're seeing the number go from 10 to nine and a half. No, I'm all just nailed it. If you're wondering why the the Bills and this number is coming back the Steelers way, the Steelers have rushed for 470 over their last three games when the weather could be inclement like this it's going to tighten up the game shorten the game and everybody's going to be running the football i don't, don't overthink it i hate laying a price specifically a fat price like nine the bills are the much better team and they won six of seven uh, they're better at home uh, again i just think they eventually pull away here i think that 31 10 home beat down to the cowboys is something you're going to see here against the steelers at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.